Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. My name is Kevin Acey, Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune. Jay Posner, sports editor for the Union Tribune. I'm in Arizona. Jay uh, in San Diego. Hey, Kevin, it's really hot in San Diego. Can you, you know, I think it's like over 90 out here. Can you give us an idea yeah. how, how it is in Phoenix? I think it's only 105. Uh, I got about 10 degrees more before we get to maximum temperature for today. Uh, a little cool spell tomorrow, 112. So, uh, fortunately, Padres obviously play inside here. The I do not understand how in the eight blocks or so that I have to go from my hotel to Chase Field and I walk, I, I just, I, I how, how much higher will my body temperature go? Wearing a mask? I mean, I went out to get some lunch right after I got here, just walked down to the old Jimmy John's. My gosh, it is hot, man. It's hot. I got one. I got one thirteen on the phone right now for okay. uh, for Phoenix and, and ninety five yeah. at, at ninety five at my house. So, yeah. um, but the good news is it's it's thirteen percent humidity where you are. So it only feels like one thirteen. Also, I was going to say you know what? It's weird. It only felt like like one ten or something. <laughs> Uh, anyway, you know, I'm worried, uh, about, I'm worried about you getting in the in the building tonight when they check your temperature for I, I know I'm, I, I was thinking about that, that just being outside for for like three seconds. Uh, there's got to be a concern there. I, I would I would think anybody under like one oh one oh eight or something would get to come in. <laughs> how could you be any cooler than that? Well, here's the crazy thing about these um, temperature things. Well, they run it across your head. It's real convenient. That's awesome. I'm glad we don't have to do it the old fashioned way. All of us waiting there for like three minutes. <laughs> do you know that sometimes your temperature is like 94? It registers like yeah. 94, like you're dead, basically. I, yeah, I've, I've wondered that uh, <laughs> as well. My normal temperature is always like 97 something anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then sometimes it shows up like 90, 95 or something and you you do start to wonder what, what the what the load should really be, but anyway, I'm glad you made it there safely and uh, wish you well on your on your travels uh, across those eight blocks. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a little bit, but it's a long way. That's a that's a lot. I mean, uh, I, I would tell you to take an Uber, but I'm not sure you're any safer in an Uber these days either. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard the the heat kills the Rona, so no, uh, and you yeah. know really care about it here anyway. I don't think it exists in Arizona. Um, are playing the Diamondbacks uh, for three. Lamette, uh, as we knew, Cal Quantrill tomorrow, but the Padres, just as we're taping this, made it official, and Garrett Richards on Sunday. You know, the stopper, uh, Denelson Lamette. I will say this, Denelson Lamette is facing these guys for the second time in six days and the third time in 21 days. If he throws like he did last Sunday, he could face the Diamondbacks every day, and I don't think that they would do much better. But roundly right. considered to be advantage when you face a guy this, uh, you know, this frequently. Yeah, that that makes uh, that makes sense, and and certainly, you know, after the last couple of nights, the Padres do need a big effort from the guy that right now looks like he's clearly their best starter. Um, you know, I guess we can we can go back. And look at what happened the last four days. That, we should. I, you know, there's there's two different ways, obviously, to look at this. I mean, the the one way is if you would have given the Padres a split at the start of the series, I'm sure, you know, they would have taken it. I'm sure most fans would have said, yeah, sure, that's okay. Again, the way it turned out, where you win the first two, obviously, you're hoping for more. So it depends on, I guess, you know, if you're looking at at the big picture, if you're looking at the last couple of games. I mean, I. I look at it where I've never thought the Padres were as good as the Dodgers anyway. So they played them seven times. 
so far this year. They won three of them. They were certainly in the other in two of the games. Last night was was never close after the first couple innings. But uh, so you go three and four. There's 40 games to play. The Padres are 11 and nine. They are on a pace to win 33 games, if you believe in that stuff. 33 games will get them in the postseason, I'm sure. Uh, and they only have to play the Dodgers three more times in those 40 games. Like, of course, they only get to play Arizona three more times uh, as well. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I certainly I, I have not been on social media much today, which is, you know, probably good for my health. So I don't know what, the, what is going on out there. But to me, the Padres are fine. They're 11 and 9. Yeah, it's disappointing the way that the last couple games went. Uh, is that room service calling for you? No, no. I always have to have, I'm getting old, Jay, and I got to have the phone, the, the ringer on. I don't want to miss a call from someone, but I can uh, tell. What a, was, what a yeah. rookie. But anyway, to me, the Padres are fine. They're 11 and 9. They only have to play the Dodgers three more times. Uh, you know, who knows what the rest of the National League looks like, but outside of the West, it doesn't look like there's that much strength, you know, other than the other than the Cubs. And there's 40 games to go, so it's certainly not time to be panicking by any means. Absolutely agree with you. Five and five, and this, uh, you know, we talked about this this 13-game stretch against the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks to uh, kind of finish their start of 23 at the beginning of the season where they're playing NL West. Uh, they're five and five. If they can go, uh, you know, get these uh, last couple and uh, be what seven and six in the 13. And, and like you said, you, you, uh, you were uh, very eloquent in how you explained it on pace for 33. Um, so at the next third marker of the season, they could be 22 and 18. I feel the same way after this series as I did after the last one, you know, the Padres took the first one of three at Petco and then right. got beat uh, and they got beat, you know, pretty good by a, by a good team. And then they got beat even worse. The last two of uh, the one at Dodger stadium and, Dodgers, you know, they are who they are. That, that's I mean, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to sound like I'm making any sort of excuses for the Padres. There are some reasons to be concerned. And, yeah, they you could look at it and say they should be better than 11 and 9, maybe another couple wins thrown in there. But, you know, to try to compare, to try to, to measure the Padres and use the Dodgers as the measuring stick, to me, is just the wrong approach to take right now. The Padres are not a team – that is as good as the Dodgers. And I don't I don't think there's anybody realistically that could have gone into this season and said, oh, yeah, the Padres are better than the Dodgers. So the fact they went three and four against them, and, yeah, maybe they could have won another game or two out of that, but they didn't because the Dodgers did what they do, which is, you know, beat teams up with that lineup. You look at that lineup last night, that's a pretty good lineup. They have Chris Taylor hitting eight. Uh, that's, that's pretty good. And, and look, you know, and, and one of the reasons to be concerned with the Padres is Chris Paddock um, has not been all that great since the opener. But again, Chris Paddock has pitched in 31 big league games. I, that's basically one season as a big leaguer. He's 24 years old. I think it's a little early to start saying that, that you know, we should all be concerned that Chris Paddock isn't going to be any good. Uh, I, I looked up a couple numbers. You know, his ERA through those games, even after last night, is 3.57. And I just decided, well, I wonder what a guy like Justin Berlander had done after those picks. Because, look, if Chris Paddock could turn out to be anything close to Justin Verlander's career, I think a lot of people here are going to be really happy. Verlander's rookie season, he was 23, and he had 30 starts in that season. His ERA was 3.63. 
So basically what Addix is, his, ER, his adjusted ERA, the ERA plus was slightly better, 125 to 119. His second year, Verlander was 366. His third year, Verlander was 4.84. And I'm sure at that point he had had like 100 starts. And it was kind of like, whoa, what's going on? So I, I just, there's always this rush to judgment. You know, Paddock's got to make adjustments. You know, he's he's got to be better in certain areas. He certainly has to be better against the Dodgers. That's the one team that's really given him problems. But I, I just would, I would really caution Padre fans, and I know this is hard for any fan. You always want to jump to conclusions. I, I think... If you, have, if you have good feelings about the Padres going into the Dodgers series, you should still have good feelings about them coming out of it. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I, I let you go there because I, I I thought that you were right on. Yeah, there's some metrics, I guess, that I've seen out there that, I don't know, I'm just not ready to, to disagree with you. I'm not ready to say, oh, wow, this is very troubling about Chris Paddock. Look, there's, some, there's something wrong with the fastball. And has been for the majority of these five starts. Uh, the velocity is fine. It's a tick off. And here's the thing. He's faced the Dodgers twice, right? I, I mean, he actually beat them in his previous start uh, somehow. Uh, right. uh, we went six innings. Uh, what was it, two or three runs? He's got, he's got to figure that out. He's got, he's got to fix some things. But I, to, to start breaking everything down and say that, that Chris Paddock is, uh, is broken – we're, we we we'd be crazy to do that at this point, right? Yeah, you know, to the point of the Dodgers, you know, the best team doesn't always win the World Series. The Padres didn't like fall out of World Series contention last night. Crazy things happen in the playoffs. I'm not convinced the Nationals were the best team. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to think they were the best team. They won the right. World. Series. They had that starting pitching. They had the clutch hitting. Oh, whatever. But were they really better than the Astros? Were they really better than the Yankees? Uh, the the uh. So this season isn't over. Far from it. It's uh, it's kind of hilarious how we all write it. Heck, you and you're trying to go every single day. And th- what's awesome about this season? I'll say this: What is awesome about this season is being able to have that feeling, like to even like be like, hey, you know what? At the start of last night's game, hey, this is a big game. They got those two runs in the first inning. Hey, wow! I wonder if they're going to step it up and pour right. it on here in the finale. Now, let me ask you this. If that were freaking game seven, is Edward Olivares and Jorge Mateo <laughs> the outfield for you? Um, right. How much, you know, if the Padres had won last night, they'd be 12-8, and eight, right, instead of 11-9. and nine. I mean, I just don't see that there's a, other than the obvious, it's one game. I don't see that there's a, a big difference there in the feeling about this team uh, or why people should feel any different. I will you would have the same reasons to be excited about the team and, you know, the same reasons to be concerned. Uh, I mean, other, obviously there's Paddock, you know, the fifth starting spot, how Quantrill's going to get his shot on on Saturday. You know, Lamette's been great. Garrett Richards has been pretty good. Zach Davies has been has been pretty really good, uh, especially the other night. So, I mean, the rotation's been strong. The bullpen, yeah, the you know, Luis Perdomo got hit last night. But, I mean, like you said, if that was game seven, is, is Luis Perdomo uh, out there in that situation? So the bullpen's been better. You know, we haven't seen Kirby Yates um, for almost a week now, I think. So we'll see how much of a concern that is. But Drew Pomerantz is certainly, and Pagan as well, more than capable of, uh, of stepping in. 
you know, Tommy Pham has been hitting the ball hard, not always with the best luck. You can get into the offense a little bit. Some guys are scuffling a little, but they're still, you know, for the most part, they're scoring runs. Tatis is uh, nine. Yeah, Tatis's hit was his last nine, which probably hasn't even happened uh, more than oh, once. He's in his fifth two-game slump right now. Okay. But fifth he's never gone three without. Nope. Huge night tonight. Historic uh, night. <laughs> Um, I want to point out I did in my newsletter. I didn't make a huge deal out of it. I was subtle about it like the Dodgers were subtle about it. But their close game last night were we don't need to talk about it. Team on the other side after Tuesday's game was doing a lot of talking about how good they were. And I want to say this. Other than the fact that they are awesome and they have awesome players, the Dodgers are freaking boring. All right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the bullpen. They're almost too good. They're business-like. They've won seven division titles. They've you know been there, done that. They bring in a guy, Mookie Betts, who's been, you know, uh, won a World Series and, you know, fits right in. All right. The Padres, a part, their swagger is a part of not only why they're entertaining, but I believe why they're good. And rather, mm-hmm. I think, watch the Padres right now. Um, this because, I don't know, like I said, color by numbers when you're that good. I mean, how is Dave Roberts not won more World Series? Um, I sound like a Dodger fan. But I just thought that was interesting last night, that uh, the Dodgers were like, yeah, we know how good they are. We don't need to talk yeah. about it. Because LA media, it was like they suddenly noticed that the Padres might not be the Padres anymore. And they I were noticed. a lot of questions. I'm telling you, the first night – um, not to betray things that are set up there, uh, but it was like they hadn't noticed that the Padres were playing better. And then the question started with Dave Roberts and the players. And so I thought that was an interesting shift. Roberts got a little testy uh, on one of those games, right? Or before yeah. one of those games answering yeah. answering questions. But yeah, I mean, the Dodgers, and again, if the Dodgers had lost last night, I don't think they would be uh, too concerned either. So what else are we, what else are we keeping an eye on? What about the offense? Who are you watching? Uh, who's, been, who, who's been good? Who hasn't been good? What have you What have you noticed in the last few days? Well, the catchers. I just it's the theme. I mean, Francisco Mejia looks awful. Austin Hedges mm-hmm. isn't hitting, but Austin Hedges looks like Austin Hedges. Right. Mejia was supposed to be better than this offensively, and he's terrible. So, so what I'm saying is like, that's like, you know, everybody's hope, like, oh, we'll play Mejia more. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, um, so, and it's pretty clear as much as they talk up Francisco Mejia's defense, Austin Hedges has become sort of like the closer of the catchers when right. a slight lead late in a game. So, you know, they, the catcher position is uh, something. And so you got this, this hole at the bottom of the lineup. Um, I keep an eye on Jake Cronenworth. Look, the, um, he's playing every day, and he's playing every day at the big leagues. He's playing in an intense situation, and to me, he looks a little tired, and that's completely understandable, absolutely mm-hmm. understandable. Um, and it could be that a day uh, two blow, and and Jake Cronenworth is back hitting whatever, right? I haven't looked too deep into what kind of pitches he's getting beat on or, or whatever, but he hasn't been as sharp in the field either. His offense was – doing pretty well without Manny and without uh, Tommy Pham getting uh, hits, both of them fairly hitting the ball fairly well, even getting on a little bit. It's, it's, it, to me, this offense seems to be kind of a tenuous situation right now. Yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes, like last night, I just got this feeling they hit the two home runs, and this was kind of something where I, I noticed this more in the last couple of years when they 
when they weren't as good. But they might score early, and I guess this year's team really hasn't scored a lot early. But in, in the past, the Padres might score early, and then you might see a couple innings where they didn't score, and you'd think, you know what, they're not they're not doing anything again the rest of tonight. And I kind of got that sense last night. Like, Maria yeah. set them down in a couple innings in a row. And then, and then the, you know, even before the game got out of hand, I just kind of had this sense like, wow, are they, is this, are they just shut down now? And, and uh, so I'm still – I'm not sure how consistent uh, they are. And, I mean, they need to be careful with Hosmer, which I know you've written about because of the illness and you can't just put him back in there every day. Um, you know, maybe Greg Garcia gets a little more time you know, coming up here, and I'm not sure who else. I mean, you can use Mateo a little bit more in the infield. You know, you've written they're going to give guys a, a break and DH uh, to tease a, a day. If they do that, I would assume Cronenworth would play short. So Garcia or Profar would be uh, would be at second. So I, I think there's different reasons to be a little bit worried. But again, you know, they've got a winning record, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens now. Uh, you know, with one more shot against Arizona here over the weekend. And then getting into a little different part of the schedule where you've got, you know, Texas for four games, the Astros who have not been very good, you know, for three. You know, those are teams, neither one of them I don't think is playing all that well uh, right now. Right. That's what, you know, they want to get into well. It looks like the schedule could get a little easier because we've been through that rigmarole before. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but it's, it's exciting, I think, as an observer of the team. So I would imagine as a fan of the team for it to actually matter, you know, like we're you're kind of riding the wave, right? Like the Nelson Lamette goes out tonight and, you know, does what he's been doing. You're like, man, look at these guys. They're 12 and nine. <laughs> Nelson Lamette, he's not getting enough credit. And, um, so and last night was just, hey, you know what last night was? That was an opportunity to get to bed earlier. That thing, there you go. Well, I mean, the schedule, the, the next 13 games are against teams that all have losing record right now. Now, one of those teams is the Astros, but again, that's only three. But you've got three with Arizona, you've got four with Texas, three with Houston, three with Seattle. So, you know, those are teams that are not, you're not playing the Dodgers uh, in those uh, in those games. So let's, you know, let's see what happens during that, uh, during that stretch. Tonight is the kind of night I want to say, like, because Fernando Tatis has looked not great at the plate the last couple nights. Um, mm-hmm. It's the kind of night where basically his entire career, which is what, 103 games now or something? Something like that. Uh, 104, whatever. Basically his entire career where you're like, hey, is Fernando Tatis going to go in a slump? And he hits two home runs. Right. right. Or he hits a bunt single and a home run that goes you know, 460 feet. That's what kind of like – I'd almost be surprised at this point if that doesn't happen tonight because that's what he's done all year. And he'll do it on the same kind of pitch, the breaking pitch out, you know, out uh, way on the outside of the plate. He'll go the uh, other way with it. Or maybe he'll, heck, maybe he'll pull it down the line. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this guy, you, you can't make adjustments on him. So I'm, I'm very interested. And that sounds funny after two games and nine at-bats. But right, that's right. who he's been for this year. Well, whatever season and a half, 105 games, whatever it is. Um, so, because he has not looked good, he did almost make that one spectacular play in the field that we had talked about that we hadn't seen. Uh, I mean, just getting that ball was yes. was amazing. He never had a chance to throw. Uh, to he throw never had a chance. One really good play in the hole. Um, I don't know if it was last night or the night before where he intentionally bounced the ball to first. 
and, yes. and got a guy there. I thought that was really, uh, really good. But I, I, I no knocks against him in the field uh, so Look, far at all. We're getting, well, I'm getting nitpicky here because, you know, we're talking about a guy that we think has Hall of Fame potential 105 games in. Right. But that dive last night was the kind of play that I thought that he hadn't made. Of course, they hadn't been in a game where they lost. They were losing by seven. But mm-hmm. I thought – you know, Fernando, that's the, the kind of thing that, you know, you weren't supposed to do this year was go for that ball right there. Uh, but, hey, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm nitpicking, but I'll tell you what, he comes up hurt after that or he has to sit out the day after that yeah. dive. Um, then you guys are going, oh, Kevin, you were kind of right about that. So I'm covering always, all my trustees' faces tonight. I'm covering them all. <laughs> are, aren't we always saying that, Kevin, you're right about something? I have not heard that in a long time. <laughs> well, I do have a better chance when I'm on the road than at home to hear it. I, I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> yeah, I, so wouldn't know any, I wouldn't know anything about that, however. <laughs> oh, Jay, you're the king of your castle. It's good to see the lava <laughs> there. Um, all right, everybody, playing the comebacks again. I don't know about you, but, man, I'm ready. I, I just feel a little flat. I'm just ready for this to be over. I know. I can't wait for uh, Monday when you're in uh, you're in Texas and we can talk about another team. And I gotta go do. I'll have to do a little research on the Rangers. Not not a team you see very much. But. Yeah, two games there and then two games in San Diego. One of those. So, all right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Have a good weekend.